This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, June 10th, wherever and however you're connected, wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who is always pondering the next great viral phrase that belongs on a T-shirt. His name is Jerem Jordan. I'm searching, pondering, and praying. So football is working out, right? And they have had a few different shirts of note. Let's uh, take a look at some of these. One, Be the Change is one. Okay. Okay, I like that. Playing off some social movements, I think, from last year. Rebuild, refocus, restart, we've talked about. And uh, my personal favorite, Nobody Cares, Work Harder. Yes. Which I tell my kids sometimes. (laughs) That is on the wall in the men's volleyball office. Nobody cares. Work work harder. harder. It's true. Nobody cares. Just work harder. Um, So, which brings us to our early question of the day. What phrase would you put on the back of a BYU Sports Nation (laughs) t-shirt? Might I offer a few? I'm excited about these, but a little afraid as well. One, we have five hours to fill. Okay. Every week. Two, we like sports. And we don't care who knows. We don't care who knows. Three, hopefully we win eight games. (laughs) <laughs> four we don't want to work on fridays during the summer <laughs> amen to that we, we're not. Uh, that's great uh six safety zone for life the number four and then l y f e if you know you know uh yeah uh compelling and rich is mm-hmm, another one to mm-hmm. steal. and then uh more m-o-a-r power or p5s please oh no the schedule is too hard no, I want more Power Fives. Like, if BYU is going to make it to a Power Five conference, it needs to, sk- <laughs> needs to schedule like a Power those are, Five. Those are some of my suggestions. Speaking of T-shirts, Jerem. Why don't we actually do that? I don't know. Marketing. Rachel Campbell, marketing budget. Good Let's question. go. Let's get some shirts. <laughs> Let's just make a bunch of shirts. We will know by the end of the show. See which one lands. Yes. By the end of the day, we'll know the phrase we should use. Okay. Yeah. Now, speaking of T-shirts, you wore yours on Monday. Yes. I have my BYU game day shirt on. Oh, you had the royal edition. I've got nice. the white edition. You look nice. Thank you very much. Those royal letters that pop, you can get them right now at the BYU store or online at byustore.com for a very, mm. very reasonable price. Tasty. Yes. As Jared mentioned, our question of the day is, which phrase would you put on the back of a BYU Sports Nation t-shirt? Send in your responses, hashtag BYUSN. Your Thursday show lineup includes the following. A scheming BYU football offense. Have the Cougars and offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick landed on a plan that will produce the next great BYU quarterback. Has the factory lineup started again? Or was it just more about Zach Wilson? BYU football assistant head coach Ed Lamb joins us from summer camps to discuss the defensive scheme and the state of recruiting. And don't forget former NBA guy, current BYU women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins on a very hot topic, like if he's a better shooter than Danny Ainge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Track and field outdoor nationals day one. BYU men currently in sixth place after six of 21 events. Individuals of note, Connor Mance takes second place in the 10K. Very nice. Hey, First time All-American with a 22-42-46, which is roughly uh, three times faster than he we were led for a bunch of that race. Cameron Bates, seventh place in the Javelin, the uh, all-first-team Tiancom. And then uh, Zach McCorder, ninth place in the pole vault. Second-team All-American. Congratulations to those three guys. 
how uh, about, among others. How about Michael Bluth, Jerem, who was recently on BYU Sports Nation and received the karma? He advances to the final of the 400 meter at the NCAA Championships. He's the first men's 400 meter runner, sprinter, to make it to the final in that event since 1964. He did it! How about that? Do you believe in the karma? Is it still real? Michael Bluth thinks so, and there's money in the banana stand. We know that. Bluth and uh, the men's 4x400 relay finished 12th yesterday. Talem Franco advances to the 1,500-meter final following a successful protest. I'm glad he protested. And Garrett Marsing in the steeplechase final. Good luck to those athletes tomorrow. And uh, the ladies uh, compete in day one today, which is very exciting. Andrew Pintar is a collegiate baseball news freshman All-American after finishing top 10 in the West Coast Conference in 10 offensive categories. Pintar becomes the sixth Cougar to receive the honor in nine years under Mike Littlewood. Come to Brigham, become a freshman All-American. Yeah, Penny. Remember how you grew up as a Utah football fan, but you ended up at BYU? Look what happened to your life. This is your life. Is it who you want to be? Switch. <laughs> Elijah Bryant and the Milwaukee Bucks face the Brooklyn Nets in Game 3 tonight. This one in Milwaukee, 7.30 Eastern. If you're not following the NBA playoffs, Bryant and the Bucks need some help. Down two games to none. This isn't technically a must-win, but it feels like a must-win. Listen, the spirit of Mark Pope and Fred Roberts, former Bucks guys, need to really just help them out. Fred Roberts scored 33 points in a critical playoff game. You can find I, all 33 on YouTube. I think they lost that game. <laughs> Brandon Davies and Barcelona lost game two of the domestic league semifinals in Spain, 80-68. to It's La Liga. Davies had 12 points, three boards. Game three is tomorrow. Now, wait a second. They won the first game, 112 to 67. And then they lost by 12. And then lost by 12? How about that point swing? Don't date someone like that. Good gravy. <laughs> On to Volleyball Nations League. Iran swept the United States in VNL play. Former BYU opposite Ben Patch led the men with 14 kills, had four digs, so that's good. But again, they lost. The United States helping to bounce back against Germany today. Uh, ben Patch plays in Germany, so uh, maybe he'll talk some trash in German across okay. the net. We'll ben see. Patch and Jake Toulson hanging out in Germany now. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, I don't think they're hanging out together, but yeah. And uh, Connor Harding and Trevin Nell were named to the All-West Coast Conference academic team. Uh, Richard Harward honorably mentioned. All rise and shout. It is time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football and Zach Wilson made a statement in 2020. Now the question is, how do the Cougars continue that statement campaign in 2021 without their star quarterback? Is it okay? Is it more about the BYU offensive scheme? Should we be making a bigger deal about Aaron Roderick and what he's done as the offensive coordinator. Jerem, has BYU found the offense under their relatively new OC, Aaron Roderick, that will recreate the greatness of the BYU quarterback and offense? Yes. Uh, it's not going to be the 79-85 to 85 run of first-team All-Americans with Mark Wilson, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, and Robbie Bosco. So it, let's not expect... You're dashing my hopes. I don't expect Jaron Hall to be the second pick in the NFL draft next year. Although Jaron Hall could be an NFL draft pick at some point in the future. But when we think about this, there's, there's two things. One is, yes, I think BYU's scheme is really good. Mm -hmm. In 2019, that offense took a step forward. Ton of yards struggled in the red zone. 
And then 2020, obviously, BYU was incredible. BYU was a top 10 offense in, like, almost everything. The defense was fourth in scoring defense. It was amazing. But BYU's not going to play zero power fives this year. Some of those offensive schematic advantages were accentuated by the lack of uh, pass rush and perhaps excellent coverage against BYU. So, again, last year is an outlier. Yet there are things to build on. I'm interested to talk to Ed Lamb and ask him that question. Like, what what was an outlier and what can you actually build off of? But I do uh, have a lot of confidence in Aaron Roderick. He was clearly stifled at Utah. Can we all acknowledge that? That A-Rod and his influence at BYU in 2019 and 20 is obvious. This is not the first time an offensive coordinator has been stifled at Utah. Right. He was handcuffed at Utah because look at the difference. So basically we're looking at Detmer's influence pre-Roderick, and then Jeff Grimes is calling the plays in 2018. Aaron Roderick takes over calling the plays in 2019 with the exception, I believe, of two games at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. San Diego State and Hawaii is mm-hmm. what been, we've been told. So A-Rod's influence on the offense is nine and a half points a game. Wow. And a ton of yards, right? Look at the yardage. I mean, we're talking like 80 yards. And so what BYU's been able to do has been significant. Really significant. That's a Taysom Hill and a Tanner Mangum offense. And then you have a mostly two and a half seasons of Zach Wilson, if you will. And BYU's offense took this massive jump. In fact, you look at the yardage BYU put up last year, and it was notable, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Last season, first season since 01, BYU put up 500 plus in total order per game. I mean, me, was that 2001 schedule difficult? Not as difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it takes. So that's why we need as many power fives as possible. <laughs> no, I, I, I believe that BYU has found a scheme combined with the talent of yep. the quarterback. It's always a combo, right? You can't just throw in anybody. But Baylor Romney's first start is against 14th ranked Boise State, and BYU wins because of this. It, the scheme certainly helped. Aaron Roderick yeah. called a beautiful game against Boise State. And you often ask, was it even hard to was beat the 14th even ranked Broncos? Third string quarterback with a fourth third string, string running QB? back. I mean, come on, man. I've told this story about a conversation that I had with Aaron Roderick in the waning moments of that opening game against Navy. And I'm going to go back to that. I found him, and it was by chance. The coaches are coming down in the elevator. There's like a minute and a half left on the clock. BYU's got it well in hand. They're blowing out the Naval Academy. And I just congratulated him, and he said, man, what a project this has been. And it's taken three years for us to get here. But I don't think a lot of people understand that it just takes time. So you need talent. You need talent development. You need coaching. You need continuity there cohesiveness as a coaching staff with the players and a scheme that is finally taking hold. So I am a firm believer that Aaron Roderick in year four, even though he loses Zach Wilson and Dax Milne and so much talent, Brady Christensen on the offensive line, that the scheme is solid and it's firm and there's enough coming back that there should be enough continuity for BYU to continue to hit at a high level on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe I'm naive because Zach Wilson was incredible. The passing efficiency number you saw, 155 under Aaron Roderick. A lot of that goes to Zach Wilson and what he did in 2020. We don't anticipate that whoever the starting quarterback is, Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, Jacob Conover, is going to throw for 155 pass efficiency. It would be amazing if they did, but it'd be silly to expect that in 2021. Still, 
I think there's enough there that the scheme is solid and that BYU will roll offensively this year against, yeah, a lot of power fives, but not a lot of power fives that have these staunch defenses and are world beaters. I'm confident, and it does take time. You know, and as as silly as it was in the moment, I thought, yeah, you know, there really is something to that. You've had now three off-seasons to prepare for this. You're the guy calling the plays. You've been unleashed. You've been uh, unhandcuffed, and you can do whatever you want to do. There is power in that. So uh, Kalani Sitake said, I want to let my guys do their thing. They're he has freed Aaron Roderick, and he brings back a ton of talent. Kalani stopped complaining at halftime about the lack of points, right? On the radio? And yes. Okay, the reason it took so long is because a lot of freshmen are playing in 2018. Yeah. It doesn't always take that long, though. Think 0-1. BYU is 6-6. Six and six. The first game, 70 points. But they were senior Number heavy. one offense. With Mahi, yes. Staley, Doman. So it Doman. depends who they are. Right. Right? Right. It doesn't always take three years per se. You just need upperclassmen. But with that group... It did because there were a lot of freshmen. Now, the good news for BYU is, again, while the quarterback changes, you bring back upperclassmen at running back, three wide receivers. Three-year guys in many instances. Like on, on offense, except for Conover, Hall and Romney have been in the system for three years. Your starting center is a an experienced guy and hopefully an NFL guy. Yeah, this is, this is fun. Maybe, just maybe BYU has stumbled or uh, found the offense – that they need to can have continued consistent And they success. kept the guy to keep yes. them, too. Yes, yeah. There's there's a lot of power and in guys, that. And, guys, Festitaki is a big part of this, too. Our question of the day has nothing to do with the BYU offense, or, or maybe it could if you want to put that phrase on a BYU Sports Nation T-shirt. Which phrase would you put on the back of a BYUSN T-shirt? Maybe it's more Aaron Roderick? <laughs> I don't know. The original, the OG A-Rod? <laughs> Let's hear from you, BYUSN, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At BYU Ace Man on Twitter says, sorry, Dennis, we ran out of time. That would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> at Grizzfather on Twitter. I saw Grizzfather at the game last night. Nice. USA Coast Nice. Hashtag wear the blue goggles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Blue it, goggled. And speaking of Grizzfather, he was very uh, outspoken on Twitter about our BYU quarterback top 10 lists. If you missed that episode. Didn't like it this or week, liked it? He just Specifically, Max Hall. He wanted Max Hall higher. Russ did not talk to me in person about this. He wanted Max Hall higher on the list. If you missed that episode, loaded conversation yesterday. Download the podcast. You can watch it on BYUtv.org about the top 10 quarterbacks all time at BYU. Okay, coming up, which BYU player do you want to see return to his original number? Okay. And BYU football assistant head coach Ed Lamb joins us from those summer camps. He's stating off the wind. The cyborg is going to give us an update on recruiting and the defensive scheme. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation, it's a deep blue best of volume two featuring the BYU football players drafted this year. Tomorrow, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom from the BYU football summer camps is assistant head coach Ed Lamb. Ed, great to have you back on the show. How are you? I'm well, thanks, guys. Camp's a fun time, so it's great to be out here with these young kids and seeing the game through their eyes. 
No doubt about it. And I'm sure there's an added measure of excitement based on the fact that you didn't get to do this last year. So what is the atmosphere around the camps coming off of the COVID pandemic and having to skip out a year? Well, the attendance is really good. So I think I think people missed it and they're excited to get back out here. And, it's you know, it's nice not to have to worry about uh, mask measures and stuff like that out here. We can get in there and, and coach the guys up at an in- intimate level and a close level and demonstrate whatever we need to demonstrate make sure we're touching the same footballs and stuff like that it's you know and, and blocking dummies and things it's just it's really completely different than anything we've been pulled off a few months ago so looking up that way recruiting was certainly affected by the pandemic last year ed um how have you guys seen that effect and what have what have you had to do to try and offset some of the unique circumstances yeah, there's, that's that's a really good point. There's, uh, you know, video is a really powerful tool, but it's hard to confirm what we see on video without seeing a player in person. Even a confirmation of of uh, height, for example, if a if a player is is six four and and on video, you know, he, you know he's self reported six foot four, and then on video it looks like he's the same height as everybody else on the field. It's like I don't know if that's really believable, but. Um, you know, you can confirm that in, in camp and with the ability to travel and go and see players face to face and and even more important things like attitude and disposition and, and things like that. And so we've been able to get back to that. I think perhaps BYU has been maybe damaged by some of the travel restrictions less than some other schools. We do have have a certain percentage of our recruiting class every year who grow up BYU fans and they're on our radar and and we're on theirs and so I think we've been able to take advantage of that in some circumstances as well. Ed Lamb with us on BYU Sports Nation BYU football assistant coach. Let's stay with the recruiting theme. How much has have things changed or how has the atmosphere changed around recruiting based on what BYU football did last season, 11-1, and one, finished number 11 in the final AP rankings and had really a remarkable season? I think there's an excitement. I can feel that excitement. You know, it's not it, – it, when we really get into the nuts and bolts of recruiting, we, we certainly don't go around saying, hey, check, you know, sign with us. We want 11 games. Like, that's that's just really not how it works. The, the overall picture of of what a mature player and, and involved parents are looking for, I mean, they realize that, uh, that wins and losses can ebb and flow from year to year for any program. So, uh, you know, but I do think – I do think there's an initial excitement. I think the, you know, the belief in Kalani and the direction that he's taking things is there. We hear that. We hear that feedback. And, uh, you know, I think that's tangible. It was certainly uh, an amazing year. And you guys took advantage of a situation, which was just awesome. While others sat on the sidelines, you guys got out on the field, right, and practiced and played. And, and Tom and the staff should be credited for everything you did. What from last year was sort of an outlier due to circumstance and what was something that you're like, no, 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 this is who we are. We're going to build off this in the future. I felt like that, uh, that, that certainly the momentum of the schedule and victories, you know, we schedule at least, you know, so far as you can predict the, the difficulty of a schedule, you know, our schedule difficulty did, did drop off last year. But I think that the confidence that grew within our team um, was real. And I think that 
uh, as the as the season progressed, you saw a team that was playing at a level of competition regardless of who we were playing. We were playing and executing at a high level. And so I think that that feeling of that knowledge, that experience is something that the players who left, I think they leave a legacy now for the for the coaches and players to continue on with. Let's talk about some of those players that left, specifically the void that they leave behind and within your linebacking core, headlined by Isaiah Kafusi. What's the status of the BYU linebackers right now, having lost so many veterans on the defensive side of the ball? I think the linebacker core is really solid, and that, that's not to minimize losing Isaiah. Isaiah was uh, uh, such a leader for us, but it really, in, in almost the case of all of the players who won't be with us next year, uh, because they've you know moved on or ended their careers or, or whatever, you know they they do they leave that legacy of leadership and and, and concern and care and uh, leaving it all out there on the field and so young guys step up you know I've, we've we've been around long enough where the questions used to be about you know well how are you going to replace Harvey Longy and then it was well how are you going to replace Fred Warner and then well how are you going to replace Sean Taktaki and you know pretty soon it will be how are you going to replace Peyton Wilgar and Keenan Peely and Max Dooley and, and these guys and. And there's younger guys in the pipeline as well, and you'll know them, their names better as they come back off of missions and do their thing. Some of those guys, uh, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, Ben Bywater coming off an injury, but a talented kid. Drew Jensen, obviously Josh Wilson, Zach's younger brother. Pepe Tanuvasa had really bright spots in a couple of games. And then uh, a couple of freshmen uh, yesterday or two days ago, Viliami Tausinga announced, and then Oliver Nas, uh, Lai, who uh, some of his film was like, you know, really violent, like he just smashes fools. Um, tell us about some of these newcomers who could play this year. Yeah, you mentioned it. You mentioned some guys that have already kind of earned their stripes with, with Pepe and Drew, and then the guys that we're excited about. Ben certainly has all the ability to do, uh, you know, to accomplish all of his goals and do everything we'd like to ask of him. Oliver Nasilai and uh, Viliami Tausinga, those guys, they, they just they don't flinch. They run right through contact. And um, you, you know us, like we're – we're not hung up on what a player played in high school, right? And, or what a coach has coached in the past. I mean, you guys are, maybe you're just starting with linebackers, but I should make sure and, and give uh, Coach Kevin Clune some credit. He's, he's taking over the linebackers, and I'll be working more on the secondary now with the safeties. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's possible that some of these guys end up playing other positions as well. We, we've recruited athletes with contact courage and guys that really care about football and, and – uh, We'll work it out to get the best 11 players on the field as often as possible. Ed Lamb on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the safety position because naturally that is a question I know Jeremy and I want to know more about when you lose Troy Warner and Zane Anderson, not to mention uh, Chris Wilcox, even though he's on the edge. Like You have some more holes to fill back in the secondary as well. So how would you assess the current status of the safety position right now? Because from where we stand, it kind of feels like the biggest question mark. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and another good question. Probably sometimes, uh, see, I feel like I'm being evasive, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Troy Warner was a corner. Troy Warner was a corner and Zane Anderson was a linebacker. And, and in these types of shows in the past years, we've talked about them in those contexts. And, and so we don't know who those, who those next safeties will be. Some of the most experienced guys right now, Chaz Ayu, who moved from linebacker, Malik Moore, who moved from corner, feel really good about what both of those guys did in the spring but uh you know young guys like Hayden uh, Livingston he's played quite a bit now in his career and, and a little bit of ups and downs with injuries and in and out of the, the depth chart up and down the depth chart 
but really excited about him. Ammon Hanneman, Talon Alfrey's a, a new guy. Uh, Javel Brown stepped out of, you know, being a young player and all of a sudden in the spring elevated his game. And you'll see him on the field in at, somewhere in the defensive backfield, I think. So, yeah, a lot of challenges there. And, and then, you know, looks like Micah Harper and George Udo might be kind of limited. And so we need some guys to step up and, and, and uh, so much as in a, and as long as those guys maybe are limited in their action early in the season. Good insight into that. And you mentioned the, you know, Kevin Clune coming in with the linebackers. You're going to work with the safeties. Remind me, Preston Hadley goes to D-line. Who, who is he working with? Yeah, yeah, Preston Hadley's going to go to the defensive ends. And uh, the D-line will, will still kind of, like a lot of the position groups, they'll meet uh, somewhat together, you know, with Coach Tuiaki probably taking the lead, at least maybe early in camp. And, uh, you know, Preston's learning that uh, position and how it fits in. He's going to bring a lot of energy, a lot of detail. He's a really hard worker. And everything that he brought to our secondary, he'll now bring to our D-line. And so I think he'll be a really nice compliment to Coach Tuiaki. And those guys will work well together. Yesterday on Instagram, I noticed Preston Hadley went uh, boating with some members of the team. Blake Freeland, okay, they were holding onto the rope, but they weren't being pulled by the rope on a wakeboard. Blake Freeland can wakeboard just holding onto the rope as an O-lineman. He's going to be a tackle, probably a starter. How athletic is Blake Freeland? Yeah, well, you know this, but maybe maybe some people could use a reminder or just kind of some enlightenment. Blake Freeland was a quarterback in high school when yeah. we offered him. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and and but I've known him since he was born. You know, since he was four years old. Uh, his his father Jim and I are are we go all the way back to high school, play high school ball together, and then college ball. And you know, mom was a two sport All American at BYU. Like, yeah, this guy's a legitimate athlete. Just because a guy is. Uh, you know, is larger than a human being should be. That doesn't mean that he can't be a great athlete. Coach, let's finish with this. Schematically speaking, how much will the BYU defense change, if at all, from last season to 2021? That's certainly a game by game. You know, our, we, there, there are two things that we have, and, and often, it's a really good – I appreciate you asking the question because I often would like to explain this to, you know, to fans in greater detail and – we try to do it sometimes at our coordinator show, but we have a playbook and that playbook is, is, you know, for every college football team, it's not much different than every, every team in America, at least the, the teams playing in the, in the NFL and college football. Like there's not a coverage or a front or a blitz that that's being run out there that we don't have in our playbook that our players don't recognize. The game book is much smaller, you know, and, and game books are what comprise the season when you put together 11 or 12 or 13 game books, and um, and they're much more concise and, and they have to do with more of our personnel for that year and uh, obviously the teams that we're playing. So it's a week to week. The answer to that question is certainly week to week. And I think that the, the way that I can answer it is there will be change. There is always change. And, uh, you know, we we do our level best as coaches to to appropriate the best change we can. Coach, we're always appreciative of your time. It's valuable. You give us great insight, have next-level football knowledge, of course, about uh, the BYU roster and those schemes. So thanks for the time. Enjoy camps. I look forward to seeing you wakeboard at some time, and let's go play some golf. Hey, look, the golf is good. I don't know about the wakeboarding, but uh, I'll take you guys up on that. I'd love to see you soon. You got it. Thanks, Ed. Okay. Have a good day. Ed Lamb on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. The cyborg, man. Powering through the wind. 
the he's, cold front that's moving into Utah. So he's out at the camps right now that are being held. So he can't turn the camera. That'd be a compliance issue. Like see those guys, but uh, they're offering dudes the future kooks are out there hanging out. Right, that's probably f- future Utes and Aggies and future. Uh, they're all coming to this camp to try and uh, impress the coaches and get to know. It, it's a pretty fun time yeah, out there. A lot of high level. Dare I say, five-star athletes uh, make their way to BYU camp sometimes. Athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming up, women's coach Jeff Judkins from the basketball team joins the program. It's been a minute. And we want your BYU Sports Nation shirt mottos. No, really, we do. So send them in, and we'll discuss some of our favorites thus far. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Cougar Nation will always see BYU as the victors, but we're the biggest villains Cougars will face. Check it out on the BYUSN Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. LeBron James is going back to number six. Which BYU athlete do you want to go back to their BYU number in the program? I kind of like Zach Wilson in number one, though I appreciate the context of him being the number two overall pick and wearing number two as a New York Jets quarterback. I just think I'd like to see Zach wear number one in New York. KVN wearing three would be fun. Okay. Where it's 53. They can do single digits now if they're not in that position. They just threw that out. It's like, whatever. So, I don't know. I think Taysom Hill at seven is really nice. It's a nod to his brother, Dexter, who passed away while he was at BYU. Because Taysom, uh, of course, were different. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, Zach Wilson, Fort. Kyle Van Noy. Let's go. All right, Jerem. Will BYU track and field star and sprinter Michael Bluth not only discover once again money in the banana stand, but use the BYUSN karma to bring home a national championship in the 400 meters? That'd be awesome. If he finishes top eight, I think that's pretty significant. Because he's in the I'm not. Does the final only include eight racers? I think it's more than eight. Or is it? Is no, it I eight? think it's just eight lanes. Is it just eight? I think he's, he's already, already guaranteed first the score. He's, I think he's already qualified as a first team All American. There you go. Him winning a Natty would be awesome. It'd be an upset. Too. That that would be in the discuss, the discussion as the greatest manifestation of the BYU Sports Nation karma ever. It'd be pretty good. Marriott Center is getting a new floor. Are you more excited about the floor or the new video board at LES? It's also going. Up. I you know what I'm a sucker for a sweet video board screen. So uh, as much as I think a new floor is really cool, the fans and the people that watch the games are going to be more excited about the video board. Video board. Yep. Okay, Jeremy, this Twitter account. No Context College Football posted the following photo yesterday of a young BYU fan cheering for the Cougars with his Utah fan dad next to him with the sign that says, I have disowned my son. Jerem, one of our elite staff members, Hema Hemuli, asked a really good question yesterday. Is that Jerem in the BYU sweatshirt? Kind of looks like me, right? Uh... (laughs) No, this is not me. This this screams ESPN2, okay, the deuce from 96 or 98. I was actually in the Utah student section for both those games because my uncle, devout BYU fan, Connell Wen, shout out to El Paso, okay, got me tickets there while he was at the U. That Utah hat looks like it's straight out of 1991. It might be even earlier than 96 Was the deuce doing its thing that early? I don't know. I mean, that... 
That hat is throwing it back. Well, this is Rice Eccles. Look at <laughs> look at the handle. So it had to be it had to be an even year. Okay. Okay. We Maybe can break it's... that down. <laughs> by the by the railing. I'm serious. That's amazing. Uh, my Settle stepdad down, Sherlock. My stepdad Bruce is a youth. Uh-huh. Luckily he's a nice guy. Is that Bruce? Say. That is not Bruce. <laughs> I have disowned my stepson. <laughs> he has not disowned me. Yeah. Coming up, a funny but weird interaction I had yesterday with a BYUSN. And former collegiate basketball star, Boston Celtic, all-around good guy, Jeff Judkins, on why he's a better shooter than Danny Ainge. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Oh, the Splash Sisters from BYU Women's Hoops. We'll talk to Jeff Judkins in a moment. We've got a YouTube channel for BYUSN now. Subscribe to it if you haven't already. You're going to get the best content west of the Mississippi. I can't guarantee the other side. Every time you say Splash Sisters, I just think, Swish! <laughs> if you know, you know. They do the call the St. Louis versus BYU, the Billikens and Cougs in like 2015. Swish! <laughs> <laughs> like my boy Aaron Goldsmith with the Mariners last night. Riley! Yes. The voice cracks are epic. Yeah. Been there. Sean McDonough. Some Been of there. his best calls have the voice crack, right? Yeah. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live from Studio B. Okay. Uh, Shooter McJudkins, a.k.a. Jeff Judkins, needs to join the program just it's so often. We love, we love Jeff Judkins. One Lots to favorites. talk about with him. Horses and summer workouts and Girl Dad Camp and Danny Ainge. And here's that conversation earlier today with Jeff on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Juddy, how we doing? How's the summer going? Summer's going great, Jeremy. It's, uh, it's ready to go. You know, hot. It's getting hot. Now the girls are back, ready to practice. And, um, it's kind of dead there for a while, but now it's, it's, it's starting to live up a little bit. And we're excited for this season. Okay, we'll talk about uh, the team, but there's a few things to go over with you and, and uh, you know, Girl Dad Camp, which I'm very excited about. I'm, I'm attending myself with my daughter, Venna, in August. That'd be awesome. First, I, w- I want to point out to people something we've seen in your office. What's behind you is one of the greatest pieces of memorabilia I have ever seen in my life. The top 50 NBA players, and it's signed by all of them, right? Correct, correct. That's amazing. Correct. Yeah, it's there's. I think there's only been germ. I think there's 400 of them made, and so um, I think I'm very fortunate to be able to have that. A, a really good friend gave it to me, knew how much it would mean to me to have it in my office, and um, it's something that I, when recruits come in and and, it, and people, any, anybody comes in and checks out BYU's office where I'm working, it's they all they always look at that and go, "Hey, that's pretty cool." And, I look at it and I think of a lot of guys I played against in my career and and uh, you know played with. So it's it's it brings a lot of great memories. How many buckets did you get on those guys? <laughs> Not very many, or I'd be on that board one night. <laughs> but uh, you know, I played with with you know Larry and what what a great player and Adrian Dantley's on it. I played with him and Dave Cowens and John Ablecheck. Um, you know, those are some of the guys that I played with. And hold up, you played so, with Havlicek? I didn't think you were that. Well, he, no, Havlicek retired right when I came, mm. and Havlicek used to work out with us all the time. So you know, he'd come and, pl- and play and practice when he retired. 
And so it was, it was kind of fun to be able to do that, be able to, he was kind of my idol when I was a young boy. That's pretty cool. Uh, one of the iconic, uh, you know, plays in, in NBA history is Havlicek steals the ball, you know, and he gives it to Kuzi <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, Johnny most was an in- funny guy, you know, you, his voice, you'd never picture how he looks with his <laughs> voice. And, but you know, he was, he was a really diehard Celtic guy and, he loved basketball. He loved the players. And I think he showed a lot of enthusiasm when he, when he announced. Okay. Obviously uh, let's talk Celtics. Danny Ainge, uh, you know, retires uh, as, as GM of the Celtics. What a run he had, including an NBA title executive of the year in 08 and then 09. Uh, what are your thoughts on Danny Ainge and what he did with the Celtics? Well, I, I think he really changed a lot of things and made the Celtics where they were when in the eighties and the seventies, of course, when I got there, uh, the seventies, they won a couple titles, um, in the seventies. And then, um, my last year at the Celtics, we got into the Eastern finals and ended up losing to Philadelphia. And then from that point on, Larry Bird, and Kevin McHale and the gang, they just, they just took over and, and were so dominating. And then they had, they had a little fall and a lot of people don't realize they lost two of the first round draft picks. They lost, uh, bias who, People say could have been one of the greatest players ever. And then uh, Richie, I'm trying to think, Reggie, the guard. Reggie, Reggie Lewis? Lewis. Yeah, they remember he had uh, some heart problems and mm-hmm. he passed away. He was a good player. So Danny Danny did a great job of getting that franchise turned around so quickly. And um, I think if they wouldn't have had some injuries here and there, he might have won a couple titles, being, you know, being the GM and, of course, he put the team with Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce, and and those guys together. That was that was a, a quite a really good team. And so, um, you know, sad to see him not do it because you can always look at him and say, "Hey, he's part of BYU and he's part of everything." But I also understand he's been doing it for a long time. It's a lot of a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. And uh, so, I'm going to see if I can get him to come help us as maybe an ops or something. <laughs> That would be nice. I, I'm hoping your budget's a little bigger uh, next year to uh, to accommodate Danny. I, I, I think I think I'll be able to get some money raised to maybe help pay him. Maybe. Also, Danny was quoted as saying, "I don't really want to work that hard, but I still want to have a job." So you know, I we all aspire to that kind of level. Do you think you have uh, a good, uh, an equal to or better jump shot right now than Danny Ainge? Boy, that would be that would be a good challenge. I would say. It'd be really close. I don't know if he's shooting as much as and maybe as me. So I would say maybe I have a slight edge because I'm okay. shooting more. Than he, he's more in a tie and a suit and in the office, maybe. But that would be a great challenge. I know we had some great battles in college when he was a freshman and I was a senior. And uh, you know, it's and then of course we when when we played in a couple, I played him in a kind of pro am a couple of times. That was a lot of fun. Talking to Shooter McJudkins, he says he's a better shooter than Danny Ainge here on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> how, how are the horses? And and remind people, how many horses do you have? I have six horses. Uh, I lost one this this winter, mm. so um, I didn't replace it. I think six enough, but that's something that I really enjoy. I enjoy getting riding and just kind of getting away and letting things just kind of kind of go. I guess you know. And I've I've had a lot of a lot of players like you know, that I've coached that enjoy doing it. 
In fact, you know, as we were talking, trying to get Andre Miller was going to come on today with me, but he must be doing something else. But he he loves to do something, you know, ride horses. Yeah, if Andre Miller was on BYU Sports Nation, that'd be a first. Uh, so we look forward to that. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll work on that, Jeremy. We'll work yeah. on it. Okay, uh, Girl Dad Camp, August 6th through the 8th. Uh, people can still sign up, I believe, BYUsportsCamps.com. This is the first year of this, the inaugural BYU Girl Dad Camp. I'm going with my 8-year-old daughter, Venna. I cannot wait. Tell people about what can we expect, and, and mainly me. I, I want to know what I've signed up for. Well, I think, first of all, it's a great opportunity for a daughter and their father to be able to do something together and do something maybe not so much like camping or some other activities that the father and daughter seem to get all the time. It's going to be a camp that they do several activities, a lot of fun games and different things to, I think, compete against each other, but also compete against some other fathers and daughters. Um, I think we're going to have the spiritual part of it where we're having um, a fireside. We're having some really, really good speakers. I'm not going to say who the speakers are because I want to be a surprise, but um, we're going to do that. We're going to just have, you know, go and eat together, just do a lot of things together as a father and a daughter. And I think it just gives a great opportunity for not just, not just the, the father to be able to have time with his daughter, but for the daughter to be able to get to know their father probably in a lot of different way. It'll be, I, I can't wait to see the competition and see the competitiveness of what happens with, with these fathers. Um, I know I did one father and son camp with Coach Majerus many, many years, and we had about 10 fathers t- Hold their growing, hurt their knees, sprain an ankle. It was it was pretty interesting, but this won't be as much like that. But I'm really excited about it. this. Is our first year, and um, we're doing it with uh, with Heather and um, and Dilji. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm I'm excited to get to know them too, and 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 just kind of put this thing together. We just really thought this would be a great opportunity for for a lot of people that are that are BYU fans or want to want to have a great camp. Yeah, I cannot wait. August 6th through the 8th. Go to BYUsportsCamps.com for more information and to sign up. Okay, let's talk about the team. You guys have uh, summer workouts right now. Obviously, a very talented team coming back uh, for your your squad. What's it like right now as you try and build on what you did last year, which was get to the WCC title game, Gonzaga won on a buzzer beater, crazy moment. You go to the NCAA tournament, you win a game. Uh, how can you get better? What are you up to with this group? Well, you know, I, th- I think we we scratched the surface last year, and of course, two years before that, we did. We beat we beat Auburn, then we ended up losing to to Stanford, and then and then, we, then we didn't do a year. We didn't go, which hurt. And then last year, um, really positive. I mean, I thought I thought we played well at the end, and um, the Arizona game was you know we played them as good as anybody. We did the best job on their guard. Thought Maria did an did an outstanding defensive job on her, um, but you know this this team's ready to go. I think we just I think we want to we definitely want to do better than we did last year, and we want to be able to win a conference championship outright. We want to do well in the tournament, and hopefully the NCAA tournament. Just realize that when you get there, you know it's just a little bit, just a little bit, and you just work a little bit harder. And uh, things can really ha- happen for you, like what it did for Arizona. Who knows? That could have been us. You know, if we'd have beaten Arizona, we might be could have beaten uh, Texas A&M and, and done the same thing. So, 
we got everybody back. Um, two players uh, are not returning, um, but everybody else is back. And then we have six new six new freshmen that are coming in that we uh, signed. And so the challenge is going to be, Jeremy, the challenge is going to be I'm going to have 19 players to practice this year where in the past you have 13 to 15. So it's going to be a lot of organization trying to keep people busy, keep them going. And um, it'll be hard to keep a lot of people happy, that's for sure. But we'll have to look at it and just weigh what we're going to do with, with some of these freshmen. Well, Ray, Melanie, and Lee will certainly be busy. We look forward to that. And uh, the next uh, <laughs> next time we chat, I really hope you're on a horse. And then for the first time in your Sports Nation history, we can have a guest say, I'm on a horse. And maybe you will go do that. We'll go do Sports Nation on a horse. Let's, How's that? Hey, that sounds great. Uh, seriously, that sounds okay. amazing. Jody, uh, let's do it. Hey, I got him. It's up to you guys. I'm, let's I'm go. Put your now. Okay, best of luck with summer workouts, and we'll see you at the uh, Girl Dad Camp. Uh, feels like it's just around the corner. It's about two months away, but uh, it's coming up, and again, sign up for that. Jeff, we appreciate yeah. the time. Hey, thanks, and hey, you better be, you better get in shape. That's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, hey, see you guys. Have a good day. Jeff Judkins, who's trying to get me into shape unnecessarily on the Desert First Credit Union Highline Desert First. You know why we show how. There's only one Jeff Judkins. Get, get ready to ride horses with Juddy. Love it. That sounds great. <laughs> Coming up, who gets the elite voice of the day? Plus, an all-American rise and shout-out. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Get after it, tracksters. Get after it. You can always download the podcast as well. Subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day centers on a BYU Sports Nation t-shirt that is in need of a motto. Something that we can make go viral on a t-shirt. All right, Jerem, at Twiggy or Stone has a suggestion. Says... Ask me about becoming the elite or an elite BYUSN tweeter. He is, done. he is often featured in lot. that category yep. at Baden G. Davies. These aren't blue goggles. They're transitions. Nice. <laughs> at Laser Sheep. Top button for the win. Okay. Very good. I saw one earlier that said, elite or not elite? That is the question. There you go. That certainly applies. I love that. Okay. From Matt Cougar, A70, uh, no less. Our Elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. At LJ Pearson, one tweets in, <laughs> Ben Bagley, the true brains of this wacky crew. Well, guess who uh, filters those into this portion of the program? <laughs> there was another oh, one. That's weird. What are you doing here? Okay. Uh, Stephen M. Nothing. How about a few options? One, Google blue goggle alert. Mm-hmm. Two, sorry to Dennis Pitta. Three, all aboard the hype train. Four, Spencer, optimistic opinion. Jerem, realist rebuttal. Spencer, <laughs> but I believe. Jerem, good for you. Believing is nice. <laughs> that pretty much sums Be- up eight years believing of the show. Believing doesn't score touchdowns. <laughs> that pretty much sums up eight years. <laughs> we do need to. Yeah, Br- Bruce F. Webster. <laughs> Jerem Jones said a day or two ago. We have five hours to fill. Yeah, that, Especially that during the summer. 
Okay, you mentioned uh, Ames Flames already. I I love that she said from Studio Bizzle. Yes, the Studio Bizzle. <laughs> I know. Nothing screams two middle-aged white dudes. Two vanilla, like, uh, middle-aged vanilla men. As, as Jamal Williams has called From Studio Bizzle. Yes. Uh, at Tyson Peterson, all rise and shout. Yeah. That certainly makes sense. Those are the phrases. Russ Melrose, sports nerds rule. What are you saying, Russ? What's that? What's that about, man? Stats are for losers. <laughs> Aaron Roderick. Why didn't we play after the stat of the day? Stats are for losers. Stats are for, not these stats. In not fact, these. they were major, in the majority fashion for winners last season. Aaron, those stats got you a pay raise. Yes, You're they the OC did. now, right? Yes, yes, yeah. they did. All right. If you'd like to send in more uh, suggestions, hashtag BYUS send. Today's Rise and Shoutouts, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Jerem, I would like to give one to BYU Track and Field, specifically Michael Bluth, who has the BYU Sports Nation karma and became the first BYU male track and field athlete to advance to the finals of the 400 meter since 1964. That's incredible. You thought talking about 84 was weird. How about 60? Karma connection. Let's yeah. go. Okay, so last night at the USA-Costa Rica game, I'm waiting to leave on the south end of Rio Tinto Stadium. Mm-hmm. And someone gets my attention in the upper stands to the left. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, Jerem, I love BYU Sports Nation. Da, da, da. I was like, oh, thanks, man. You know, like, he can't hear me. I'm just like, thank you, you know, you know. So then I look at him a little closer. He has a University of Utah hat on. <laughs> Stop it. He did not. Yes. And then his, I think, mom sheepishly grabs the hat off of his head and <laughs> rips it off, embarrassed. <laughs> so I don't make that up. So I don't know what to think. I thought, hey, that's a really nice compliment. I was waiting for in the Utah hat for him to be like, nah, just kidding, you suck. But no, he was sincere. Listen, we've, we've <laughs> discovered that there are quite a few Utah fans that pay attention to what this show does. I just assume it was a mistake. You thought it said USA on it. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guests, Ed Lamb and Jeff Judkins. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Jim Freeland. See you tomorrow for a BYU Sports Station Deep Blue special focusing on BYU players now in the NFL. Go Cougs.